Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Iowa State Extension and Outreach Nutrition Program Specialist and Registered Dietitian Jody Gatewood. I wanted to say thank you to all the members of my tribe who have read my book, and I hope it has inspired you and is something you can refer back to and throughout different times of your careers. If you liked what you read, I would appreciate any feedback you have for me because I think I have book number two inside me. And I would be also grateful if you would leave me a review on amazon.com or on itunes.com. You can get the actual paper book on both sites, or you can also get an ebook on each site. And if you order one from annelizabethardy.com, I will send it to you personally with lots of love and a lot of good vibes. Is there really anything better than the smell of freshly popped popcorn? Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn is born and raised in Iowa and is the perfect fall snack to accompany all your sporting events and movie watching nights. Snack smart and snack happy with my favorite popcorn, Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn. You can get more information and also some great money-saving coupons on their website, jollytime.com. My conversation today is with registered dietitian Jody Gatewood. Jody and I have met through our great state affiliate, the Iowa Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. She is taking on planning the annual meeting for next year, and I absolutely admire her for doing so. The ironic part of our conversation is that she never planned on staying in Iowa, and she has actually made a comfy home with her husband and her two kids, and she's absolutely thriving in her career with the Iowa State University Extension. Since I have recently found an interest in the role of the registered dietitian in University Extension, I wish I would have been more aware of all the possibilities available to RDs. I wanted to learn even more by visiting with Jody and all the great things she's doing professionally. She is very passionate about educating and working with Iowans in a group setting, and she has had an integral role in developing a program called Spend Smart, Eat Smart, which you can access through the link below in the show notes. Please enjoy my conversation with Jody. So I know we were just kind of talking about your family, but you also said that at one point you were going to move to California. Yes. Is that kind of when you were younger and when you were in yeah, school? Yeah, no, even... Yeah, undergrad. I've always was going to be the girl. Like, I was always going to be the venture girl to, like, get out of Iowa, move away. Like, again, my brother and sister and, like, a lot of my family live, like, close to each other. And I'm like, and I love my family, but I'm like, I'm out of here, people. I'm like. (laughs) Not where you saw yourself. No, I'm like, I want to have a career and be a career woman. And I'm just going to, you know, like, I wanted to be, well, I didn't like the cold weather. Like, I liked working, like, running and things like that. And it's, like, miserable in the winter. Did you run outside? Yeah, Yeah. I used to be diehard. I ran at cross country and track at college and things like that oh you did now I'm like who wants to work outside in the cold (laughs) (laughs) how things change but yeah I just always wanted to go to California like the sun like the warm 
all of that. Just but to get away. Never made it there. Never made it there. Did you? What about dietetics? Like, how did you get? Have you always been interested in nutrition? And I've you know? always, um, I was always going to be in the health field. I was going to actually I chuckle when I read your book. I'm like, oh, medical field sounds so common. Like, I wanted, I thought I was going to be a doctor, an ER doctor. And I remember, like, since first grade, I don't know why I remember being first grade. Always wanted to be an ER, like, be a doctor, and I was going to go into health. And my family, like. I remember my grandma having diabetes and high blood pressure. She's like, oh, it'll be great if you're a doctor. And you I went can for, take care of me. Yeah, and so I went for a semester at Iowa State, or went for a semester at Drake and pre-med. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this for like eight years and be stressed and all that and stuff. Sure. It's stressful right uh, out of the gate, I think, yeah. when you start to I'm do like, it. Yeah, I just, and I was like, but the funny thing is, since you asked me to do a podcast, I'm like, how did I learn about dietetics? I I, I cannot honestly remember you. Like, did I read about something? Did somebody, like, I don't actually remember, like, how that I actually moment. learned about it. Like, I have my family, you know, big cookie, like, f- cooking on the farm and stuff. And I remember, like, trying to make foods healthier. And I got really into this health kick when I was in high school. But I wasn't, I mean, I don't remember. Like, that, again, I still went into pre-med. And then decided, this isn't for me. And then... I transferred to Grayson University in Southern Iowa, but I went in health and psychology. <laughs> Still didn't go to dietetics. And I, it was there that I found out about it because that's where I run track and cross country. And I'm not sure if there was some relation to that. But then I remember, I mean, I just know that I was like, I want to be a dietitian. But I'm like, I'm not transferring again. My parents will shoot me. <laughs> And you didn't go to California. So. I didn't go to California. Actually, I went to St. Louis because I'm like you? still like I'm still like getting out of Iowa. <laughs> Not that I don't like Iowa, but I was like determined. So I was going to go to St. Louis University, and I was going to actually do some more undergrad classes because I couldn't do like they didn't have. I wasn't able to like do them. I would have to do like undergrad classes there to do the dietetics. So I actually sure. moved to St. Louis, worked at a fitness center as a personal trainer. And did that for a while. I actually hadn't started SLU yet. And then all of a sudden I like found out about Iowa State and I could get my master's and not have to do more undergrad. So then I moved back and I didn't actually go to St. Louis University. Oh, you never. So how long were you in St. Louis then? A few months? Uh, I was probably there for a year. I moved down and worked over the summer and then worked at the gym and then moved back like that following July or something. Because then I started Iowa State in August. And yeah, getting a master's. That yeah, was so then I was able to do a result. master's and uh, um, finish the classes I needed for like dietetics and do the internship and things like that. So yeah, I took the long way around. You did. <laughs> That's okay. What was your was your master's in dietetics? Nutri- it's n- nutritional sciences. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a certain focus? Since you do like all that medical and that health related. Yeah, it's funny. Even though like medical, you'd think, well, you wanted to be a clinical dietitian. No, I no. never desired to be a clinical dietitian. <laughs> never was on your radar. No, like yeah. I liked extension. I worked with Dr. Litchfield and I was like, I wanted to like teach and I liked extension and I liked the practical side, uh, you know, like, so at Iowa State, you know, obviously it's a big research, but I wanted to do like more like qualitative. I wasn't like a lab person doing like the lab research so dr litchfield you know you could do you know there was research out in the field that i was able to do what was your what did you do your research on uh there was a program called the wise woman and um and so it's from the department of public health but our iowa state um, extension nutrition specialist taught the program so it was about heart disease for women between 40 and 64 years of age and so they um taught the program um and it was for people that were underinsured or uninsured. And so then I went out and did focus groups with them. And so what I was looking at was the health belief model. 
and um, self-efficacy. So just trying to figure out, again, like we have these education programs to help educate people to improve their lives and such. So what, why do people not attend or what keeps people from attending? And are there, do people have higher self-efficacy or their belief that they can do something? Are they more likely to succeed and do those types of things? And so I, I talked with women that attended the program and we did surveys with people that, you know, obviously didn't come to the program, but qualified to try to figure out like, you know, what are those barriers or, you know, what gets people to go to a program and things like that. So what, what gets people to go well, to a obvious, program? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's the pretty, you know, what, this, the things, you know, like transportation and the time, oh, you sure. know, just those comments. I mean, logistics. it really is those logistics and things like that, that, you know, those were big barriers. Um, and, you know, so, tended sometimes to be some of the older adults, you know, that maybe didn't have the children and things like that. So some of those things that are still a struggle for, you know, getting people Everybody to... now even. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what really drew you to Extension? What was, I mean, you kind of said, I didn't want to do clinical. I was always interested in like health, but I didn't want to do like the clinical aspect. So application, just being able yeah. to reach... Apply and yeah, just teach people. I, well, I will honestly say like, I don't know, this probably doesn't sound very good, but like I felt like in clinical, like people didn't really want to listen to you. Like they didn't, you know. They had to. Yeah, they had to. You know, they were in there for their third heart attack. <laughs> Which happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. So that just didn't, yeah. Um, that just didn't draw me. Like I wanted to teach the people that, you know, like out in the community that were maybe more, in, you know, they were interested in. And I think the big thing too for me was prevention. So talking about my grandma, again, my grandma, and my family, a number, number of them struggle with like high blood pressure, and my grandma had diabetes, and you know it was definitely linked to how she ate, you know, and things like that. And so I'm thinking, I want to help prevent, you know, a lot of health issues that are related to food. You know, again, like with the medical and wanting to be a doctor, and not, you know, doctors I think are doing more with prevention. But I was like, I don't want to give you medicine to help you with your diabetes and help with your blood pressure. I want to teach you about, you know, food and, and how that can make such a big role and, you know, motivate people to take care of themselves. And so, um, when I was an undergrad, I got my personal training certification. So I really had that interest in, you know, the physical activity and the nutrition and how that all combined to help people be it's healthy. Total so, full circle, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So that's really how, like I said, extension, I thought, you know, I want to educate people. I want to help with prevention. I want to that practical application of this is what the research says. Now, how do we take it to the people? And I love teaching. Like I love, yeah, educating. I don't know that I'm, I did some one-on-one -on -one counseling. I don't know that that's, that's my true passion. Like sometimes I, you know, I question like, oh, maybe I should do that or try that sometime. But I, I definitely liked teaching like groups and doing that type of education and things. What's so. the dynamics do you think as a teaching in a group setting versus an individual setting? How does that differ and like how does that help clients and people? Um versus you said now group like if versus you did, yeah like a group one -on -one. like versus one on one because I think there's a definitely a distinct right people learn in a different way. I get that, but I think that group setting is I don't know if it's camaraderie or everybody's right. going through the same thing. or Right, yeah, I think, um, and I, I just liked the group setting. Um, yeah, just like the teaching and the sharing of information. And I, yeah, the, the learning from each other and motivating each other. Um, you know, I just, yeah, enjoyed that. And support, you know, I mean, I guess it depends on who's in your group. But sure. the support of each people are realizing that you're not the only one 
Yeah, yeah. which is good. Yeah. And I think extension kind of does focus more on that group kind of yep, education that's, setting. That is what our, yeah, we don't, extension doesn't do one-on-one. Um, it's more like that group education um, and helping, yeah, providing that education to the population. So when you did your, um, when you're doing your research, did you, did you do an internship then? Did you have to go do all your clinical rotations Mm -hmm. and do all that stuff? So, yeah. So after I finished my master's degree, then I applied and I went to Iowa state, that dietetic internship, because I had gotten married the semester before I finished my grad (laughs) degree. So again, I was going to go somewhere else for my internship, but I got married. And so you fell in love. Yeah. So I stayed in Iowa and did the Iowa state internship, which I liked anyway, because yeah, I'd had my master's and I was married. So the six month, you know, like was good Short for me. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I did all the clinical, I did it down at what was then Methodist, which is now Unity Point, correct? I think. Um, and it was kind of interesting because at that time and Methodist Lutheran, um, Lutheran was actually putting in food, um, room service. And so I helped to launch like was there while they were like launching their oh, wow. um, room service. So I remember taking phone calls of what, you know, people were ordering and things like that and seeing how that all changed in the kitchen because it was no longer make a bunch of the same meals. And you get what you get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's good. That was yeah. cutting edge at that time too, yes. I'm sure. Yeah. So I helped do that and did the clinical and community because I had my master's, they allowed me and I had a lot of experience with community nutrition um, with my work with extension during my graduate degree, um, that I got to do, a, um, I guess maybe pick or do some things that maybe, um, I wouldn't have been able to do if I was just coming, you know, straight from undergrad. So I actually, I also had an interest in sports nutrition. And so I went with a dietitian in Illinois, um, that did like consulting with sports teams, um, more collegiate teams and things like that. And so I got to like shadow her for a couple weeks and, and experience well, that. Fun. How was yeah, that? It was fun. Was it fun? Yeah. Was it, did it take you back to your college days? Because you probably didn't have a dietitian. No, not at the small you. university that I worked to. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. You know, it was neat to see how she, how she counseled people, and you know how she came up with like their meal plan. You know, like helping them create meal plans or what they were supposed to eat. You know, to perform Based better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you never got into going into sports nutrition. I did too. for a little bit. So I. Um, I mean, get and at, at Iowa State, you know, and Dr. Litchfield, Ruth, um, you know, she had some connections with the, you know, she had some interest in sports nutrition as well and stuff. So um, I actually ended up doing, you know, after I became a dietitian and stuff, I did some counseling for Iowa State athletics, um, so, but just like consulting. So they just contacted me, you know, here and there when they needed, you know, somebody to be met with. And so I did some counseling for them. Um, so I did it for a little bit and now I, I don't, I, they have a dietitian on staff, I think now, but, um, but I did that for a little bit when I was done with my graduate degree and, and, and your internship. internship and things like that. So I did that for a little bit. That's yeah. fun. Again, yeah, you think about, well, should I try that? Do I want to do that? <laughs> um, with a family, I think that would be, it's really demanding, I think, you know, being like the sports dietitian, I think you would be there a lot of hours and so. Yeah, just, just to be there for the athletes. The, yeah, yeah, their busy schedules and things like that. So, yeah. So when you got done with your um, internship, did you go right into extension then? Nope. When I did, my, got done with my internship. Um, I actually, again, because I was a personal trainer um, at Ames Racket and Fitness Center, I did personal training, and then I also um, began doing some nutritional counseling at the gym. Uh-huh. Um, so I did that for um, a year or two, year and a half or so. Uh, but then, yeah, 
being married and we wanted to start a family and being, again, working at a gym, the hours are kind of all over, yeah. early mornings before people go to work at night and things like that. And so I was like, I think I need something that, you know, a little more steady hours and stuff if we're going to start a family. And so um, I actually got a job at WIC. Um, through Mid Iowa Community Action, and was a dietitian and worked at WIC. And I always have to chuckle. I'm like, I had no kids, and I were telling people how to like feed their kids. <laughs> do you think that's kind of goofy when you're I like do. trying to tell someone? And you're like, I don't even have kids. But like, you should be doing this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, this is what the book says. Or you know, I had nieces and nephews and things like that. But I always just thought it was funny, like especially breastfeeding. I'm like, I've never done this, oh. but you know, because you meet with a lot of you know. Do you really like as a WIC dietitian? That's yeah. part of your role is to talk yeah. to a mother about breastfeeding. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're I would about, be, Yeah, I would not be appropriate. <laughs> I mean, for that. obviously, not all of them breastfeed and things like sure. that. But if yeah, if like a mama's breast, but we all, I mean, they also have breastfeeding peer mentors and things like that. So, and other dietitians that worked there that were much more informed. And so if there were huge issues, you know, they could, you could talk with them. Go with the expert. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I worked there and I worked there for about a year as a dietitian and it was a good experience. Um, You know, again, I was never had a real strong interest in clinical and not that WIC is a lot of clinical, but I mean, you still, they, you know, they do the blood and Mm -hmm. um, for the infants and for lead and for all those things of things. And um, so you do, you know, height and weight and, you know, so, so a little tiny bit of clinical, but mm-hmm. yeah, so I did that for a year and then the position at extension opened up. And so, um, when I first started with extension, I was a regional, um, nutrition and health specialist. So I served, um, counties in central Iowa, like Polk County and Story County and Jasper and Madison Moore, you know, some of those counties in central Iowa, um, and did education, in those counties. And so it did a lot of um, food safety education. So taught serve safe and food preservation. We did a lot of education with childcare providers. Um, They have to have continuing education, you know, if they're a certified um, and licensed um, provider. Um, And so I did that. Um, and I liked that. Again, I loved teaching. So that was a great f- way for me to get out and And you teach. like to cook too, yes. you said. So yep. like food preservation. Yep. That was totally yep. fine with you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. Um, uh, and I, like I said, I loved it. Um, and so, yeah, so I did that. And then, then a position on campus opened up um, and I had my son, my son was born in 2009. And so, um, Again, with extension, loved it. But again, I was serving like 11 counties. I mean, it so was a huge traveling. territory and I was traveling all over. And, um, you know, again, for child care providers and such, you're going to do programs at night, you know, when they're done working and things like that. So again, with my family thinking about that, I was like, this is a lot, you know, traveling a lot and I have a young child and night programming and things like that. So as a position um, opened up on campus um, to work with um, our program, Um, we call it Bite Live Healthy now, um, but it works with families with um, limited incomes that have young children. And so we do nutrition education um, specific to that population. And so Mm -hmm. I was able to move to campus and um, do more of that eight to five type job, you know, (laughs) so I didn't have to work nights and and weekends as much. Um, And so, yeah, so I've been doing that um, time flies and I, yeah, like (laughs) for four or five years or so that I've been working just on campus. So yeah, so still with extension, but more of an administrative role. So I help to support um, the educators that work with in our Bite Live Healthy program. Okay. And so I'm a dietitian. And then so our our educators are um, paraprofessionals. And so we hire from um, the population that we're serving. So they have that connection. Um, And so we do have one dietitian 
on staff in one of our counties, but otherwise they're not dietitians. They, you know, most of them don't have, you know, a nutrition background and stuff, but we have a very um, laid out curriculum. So the curriculum is very laid out that they use and we do lots of training. So um, me and then one other dietitian are the dietitians that then, and some of our supervisors are dietitians as well, or nutrition and health specialists. And so then we um, train and support um, those that actually go out and do the teaching. So did you help create the program? Like how do programs get created within the extension? Because I know do a lot of people kind of work on them together as yep. they come from a national level. Yep. So as far as this, this program, um, so again, we, in Iowa, we call it Bite Live Healthy, but um, we get funding from the Expanded Food and Nutrition Education Program. So that is part of um, funding that we get from USDA that they provide um, funding to all extension in every state um, to do this program with, again, with families with low income that have young children or children really under the age of 18. And um, we also do SNAP-Ed. So if you're um, familiar with food assistance, so then we get funding to do, again, the education with families that would qualify for food assistance. And so for that program, because um, all states are are working with a very similar population, um, there are states that... um, they have created the curriculum. So okay. for our program, we actually get the curriculum from Colorado. Oh, So Colorado State University, their extension, their university, um, that's kind of their niche. And so they develop the curriculum. And so we get our materials from them and then train our staff. And we actually are starting a new set of curriculum, updated nutrition guidelines, you know, all that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that you ask how do programs get created because that is a majority of my job is helping to administer our Bite Live Healthy program and working oh, with that specific okay. population. But um, my other um, part of my job is um, we have we just created a well-being program. So within extension, um, specific within what I work in is called Human Sciences Extension. So we are within the College of Human Sciences within Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. And so our areas of expertise are the you know the nutrition and health, um, nutrition and wellness, and then family finance and family life. And so we have educators across the state of Iowa in all of those areas. And so um, we um, decided, you know, we how can we um, improve the lives of Iowans? That's our goal. Uh, and, you know, in those three areas and how, you know, help our staff, you know, work together to pr- provide this education. And so um, I am a team lead um, that created a program called What About Me, My Wellbeing. And so it's a four series program, 45 minutes each series. And we talk about well-being. And so the first session is um, just kind of an overview of well-being and, 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 yeah, just kind of an overview and talking about well-being. And then we talk about um, social, emotional, financial, and physical well-being. And so our specialists um, in each of those areas then teach those programs. Um, and so I helped create that program. So, yeah, so some of the programs, like I said, one of our programs, we get it from Colorado. Mm-hmm. The other program, you know, we saw a, a specific need and um, put a team together from, you know, area, from each of those areas, have, you know, have colleagues from each of those areas um, to provide expertise to develop that. And so, yeah, we just launched that in March. And so providing it to any organization that's interested. And so, like I said, it's interesting because such an interest in diet and nutrition and, and exercise. And so when we think of well-being, a lot of people think of physical well-being. Sure, they think yeah. of, you know, their weight. They think of their how active they need to be. But really, if you look at it, all of it is very interconnected. 
you know, if, if, if you don't, don't have, have the social money. support <laughs> and if you don't have the money or yeah, you know, then, or you're stressed about money, then, you know, it really affects those other areas. And so trying to teach people and help them set goals, like how can they, cause if you improve in one area, you're likely to help improve in the other areas. So yeah, so that's fun. Do you um, like doing curriculum kind of development? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I have my master's and I did research then, but research <laughs> is not, not my interest. So we have other colleagues and coworkers that that's their interest. And so doing like the evaluation of the program and, sure. and those types of things, but actually, yeah, developing the curriculum and thinking about, you know, what's the important parts and how do you engage people? You know, I think that's really important today that definitely, you know, with extension, we, I think that our niche is that face-to-face education and we're a reliable research-based, um, but we still have to be able to progress with the times because a lot of information is on that internet and that oh, web, yeah. as you know, especially with nutrition. I, I'm sure you struggle with the same thing with people that you work with. Like, I oh, I this. saw this. And you're like, oh. <laughs> you're like, don't read that. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that on Facebook? <laughs> How long does it usually take to like, create a program from like start to finish for oh it probably took us a couple of years couple years yeah yeah I mean it just depends on how I mean yeah it just depends on the people putting together and you know but we did a pilot so it used to be a seven series session um but we quickly learned that getting people to come to seven sessions is too much yeah so we we cut it down to four because if you can tell people oh it's a month program you know like four weeks four months yeah or one months. month yeah, <laughs> yeah. interesting because yeah. I I always find it interesting how I didn't I don't know a lot about extension mm-hmm. and so you know thinking about your job going from being on the field and traveling to a whole bunch of counties and now you're more in an administrative type position how many levels and how many different areas can you focus in an extension for a dietitian that's maybe looking at going into extension yeah, um, for yeah, for a dietitian, I mean, I think our our main areas would be, you know, um, being a nutrition and health specialist. Um, and so that would be the educators that are, you know, I think we have like a 12 of them across Iowa that are doing that direct education, which is, like I said, what I came. So that would be one opportunity to be out there and do that direct education. But then, um, like I said, on campus, um, myself and one other dietitian work, you know, with our Bite Live Healthy program. Um, and also I should tell you, I guess the other area is spend smart, eat smart and our calendar. So we'll have to chat about that other area that I work in. Um, and then, I mean, there's other dietitians, you know, like Dr. Ruth Litchfield, again, that was my major professor. Um, you know, she's more in, she's faculty. So there's also some faculty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I mean, there is also a dietitian I know now that works with 4-H, you know, so they've hired her, oh. you know, because healthy living is an, an important part of 4-H. And so she, you know, so there are some, I think, some other areas popping up, you know, um, with an extension where dietitians are using their expertise. It's um, just showing that health and wellness is just keeping its yeah. momentum in all aspects. Yeah. When you think about, too, when you think about people coming and doing your programs, how does that work? Like, how do you find and identify those people in your community that need those programs and Mm -hmm. need your education? Yeah. So, um, we do a lot of, which I would say kind of niche programs or finding. So again, for childcare providers, we're working with them because I, you know, it is important to educate them 
because they have such an impact on the children that they're caring for. But they also need the certification if they're licensed and registered. And so um, for one, they are looking for programs to do. So we are able to provide them that with that education. And so working with organizations that work with child care providers, if that's like child care resource and referral or the child and adult food program. Um, so that's one avenue where we're working to provide um, education for certifications and things like that. Serve Safe, again, um, in Iowa, even before, um, but recently it, it passed Iowa code that, you know, somebody, if you're serving food, you have to have somebody within your establishment that has a food safety certification. So again, that is another certification where people are looking for that and, mm-hmm. um, and, and such. So we provide that where we're providing the education, um, the programs and things like that. Now for the well-being program, again, that is a program where that's just for the general population. It's not for one specific niche. Um, but we work with like work sites, you know, going into work sites or organizations that, you know, are looking for programming um, for their employees or, you know, their partic- participants of a program or something like that. And they, you know, they don't maybe have the capacity to create the program. So then they bring gotcha. us in to do the program. But yeah. So various, various ways. Like I said, some of it were, uh, we work with teachers, so we might be doing education for maybe um, family and consumer science teachers that are, you know, working through the area education associate or oh, agencies sure. in the state. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just kind of, yeah, kind of jack of all trades. Like if yeah. there's a need, they yeah. can come to you, and you probably have a resource for them. Yeah. And so again, our again as a land grant um, university and mission is to take out, you know, the research from the university and, and take it out to the people. So education is our. Because like with food safety, sometimes people, I think, think that we're like the regulators. And we are not the regulators. <laughs> like we are just providing you with the information, but we're not like a, yeah, we're not, not a food, food inspector. safety police. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's so other people that do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like I think it's just, and requests, like if we hear a lot of requests, we might, you know, look into that. Do we need a program sure. for that? Sure. Because so. yes. that would be ever evolving too if there's... Mm-hmm. You are always paying attention to your population, basically, and what your population needs. Mm-hmm. And, like, food preservation, again, the whole, you know, huge movement with, like, local foods and all of that. And so that's where that was created out of that we knew people were doing food preservation, but were they doing it correctly? And, you know, how detrimental it could be if somebody got sick from that and so created that. But we also do, you know, part of that, um, again, you can get, I think, di- dietitians. Again, I don't work in that area as much anymore. But, you know, can get continuing ads. Like, so sometimes we create the programs and go through the process in order to, again, like dietitians or other teachers or something to help them get the credits they need if they attend our program. Other professionals. Yep. Yep. With your nutrition education program, it's called Bite. Bite, Eat, Live Healthy. Bite, Eat, Live Healthy. Yeah. And you basically educate the individuals that teach the classes. Mm -hmm. So So how does, I mean, how is that dynamic working with? You know, not working with a dietitian who you know is going to be like, okay, I know what this all means. You know, what barriers do you have teaching that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our um, nutrition education program, the Bite Live Healthy program, um, so we do a lot of, of training with our staff. Yes, and they're going out then and doing the direct education. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, they are told, you know, to answer with what in their scope of their ability. <laughs> um, and if they get questions, you know, that they, you know, are not able to answer or they shouldn't answer, you know, we um, always emphasize, you know, let them know that they'll talk to their supervisor. I'll get back to you. And so then they can come to me or, you know, um, their supervisor and, and get 
the information or how they should direct that person. Or, you know, if it's like they have diabetes, it's like, we are not, we don't go there. We don't, you know, I wouldn't even tell them anything. I would tell them they need to talk with their doctor or they need to go see a dietitian or something like that. So our program, you know, we're teaching um, basic nutrition. So we're teaching fruits and how to get more in fruits and vegetables and the benefits of fruits and vegetables. And so we talk about um, my plate and we have, you know, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean meat, dairy, you know, so talking about, you know, the calcium and the fruits and vegetables, you know, like the benefits of those, how do they get more of them in um, food safety? So time and temperature and things like that. So we're um, teaching those. And we, again, because we're working with a population that has limited resources, we do a lot with like meal planning sure. and teaching, you know, how can you make your food dollar stretch? Um, but we do, as you can imagine, even, you know, they're going to get questions just like oh, dietitians yeah. do as, <laughs> oh, I saw this on the TV or I read this or, so we do a monthly training. Um, and I also, um, we have a monthly newsletter that goes out. Um, and so, you know, providing training. So we talk about train them on GMOs, you know, so they have that background knowledge. And again, extension, you know, we are research-based information reliable. So our goal is to provide them with the information. Um, but we, um, you know, educate them so that they can make the best decision for their families. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously some people probably will disagree with some of the information (laughs) we provide them, but we can't, you know, it's, it's up to them, you know, if we provide the information and, um, yeah. So like I said, we do lots of education, but again, our educators know that, you know, there's a line (laughs) what they can, they can't be Google and just come up with information. (laughs) Yeah. And like the, uh, the complete food nutrition guide, um, I think her name is Roberta Dea for something, a dietitian. You know, it's a book that had like all this, you know, just information about nutrition. So we provide them again with that resource. Um, and so for me, it makes it easier because they'll ask a question about, you know, again, like breastfeeding or this or that. And I, this complete, fi- complete food and nutrition guide has a wealth of, you know, information across a broad range of topics. So again, they can do some reading on there. Um, or I might say, look at this page and this will give you some background and, you know, maybe this is what you could share with the participant and things like that. If I think it's a general enough question that, that they could answer. That they could answer. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Now, what was the other thing that you mentioned that you work with? Oh, yes. I can't forget. Um, <laughs> so another area that I work with is called Spend Smart, Eat Smart. And so it is a website. And um, we also just created an app, a Spend Smart, Eat Smart app. Um, we also have a blog. We have a Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter page. Um, and it was actually created by um, uh, the coordinator of our Bite Live Healthy program around... I want to say like 2008, 2009, you know, when, you know, the great recession and all that and, you know, things were, um, money was tight. Yeah. Money was tight and things like that. So created this, um, spend smart, eat smart, um, website. And so we just, um, within the last year or two have done a, a overhaul of the program, have a new look, but it is a website and, um, it's based on plan, shop and cook. So again, teaching people how they can eat healthy, um, and not break the bank. Um, so yeah, so I work a lot with that. So we have, um, a, like I said, a website. Um, we have over 150 recipes that are on there. And so, um, you know, updating those. We, ca- we create a calendar every year called our Healthy and Homemade Calendar. 
And so that calendar is used as a gift for our participants in our Bayou Live Healthy program, but we also use it in various extension programs and actually other states purchase it and use it in their programming too. Hmm. So again, like Colorado creates a curriculum, we create a calendar, you know, we're not good. We're working together. So sure. not everyone's creating the same, same thing. thing, but we create a calendar. So every year we test um, and do a photo shoot um, and create this calendar with um, 12 recipes every year. And so then that gets added to our Spend Smart, Eat Smart website. Um, but like we have a um, grocery budget calculator, so families can go on there and um, plug in, you know, how many are in their family, male, you know, male or female and what ages, um, how many times they eat out and things like that. And then um, based on the USDA um, thrifty food guide or something, you know, it tell them like, this is about how much you could be able to spend on food. So then if they're spending way over that, provide some tips with like how you might save money and things like that. That's awesome. Yeah, but we have information on food waste and, again, um, meal planning and, you know, information, just general information about all the different food groups, um, produce basics. So we have publications and information about how to pick produce and how to prepare it and store it and all that type of information. So, yeah, so I help to keep, you know, provide information for that and, and keep that up to date. Um, but then, yeah, we just launched, launched an app, a Spend Smart, Eat Smart app that is both available on Android and iPhone. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, how you can take Spend Smart, Eat Smart to the grocery store with you. And so we have a unit price calculator. So you can plug in, you know, if you're trying to figure out, because that's one thing we teach, like look at the unit price. So people can plug in, you know, if, you know, if a single apple is this much or a big bag of apples is this much, you know, what's the the better deal? So they can use that to find unit price. But then they can also, the the app has our, recipes on it it has we have videos so we create videos how-to videos and so we have videos on again meal planning on choosing fruits and vegetables um we just did some really short you know like the is it called tasty what's the where oh, it's like you yeah. just see their hands and yes. you know they're creating a recipe really fast yeah so we created some recipes similar to that where um it's just music very little talking um, but we did some with recipes, but also like produce prep. And so like how to cut broccoli and how to cut zucchini in different ways and those types of things. So we have those types of videos. So that's another area that I, that, yeah, it's very fun. You know, As a do you love recipes. that? Yeah. 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 Do you get to create some of the recipes yourself? I do not. The other dietitian that works with me is the one who's in charge of the calendar, but we do lots of recipe testing. <laughs> so do you get to eat some of the yes. stuff? Yes. <laughs> so they go, it goes through multiple testing. So her and an undergraduate student, um, you know, look at the current trends, look at recipes, get input from, you know, d- all our staff, you know, of different things that they should um, think would be good. But then obviously they have to adapt because we have nutrition guidelines that we follow mm-hmm. um, for sodium and calories and all of oh, that. Sure. And always try to get a whole grain or you know, fruits and vegetables and things like that in. So they do a lot of um, the recipe development, but then when they think it's at a phase where they want other people to try the recipe, um, then we'll try try it. it. (laughs) And then they always have three people when it's at like its final stage, three people, and they have a form that people complete. um, And then, yeah, so then they can choose what they're doing so yeah so we yeah that's it's fun yeah to do that's the different a very recipes. trendy like as everybody's meal planning meal yes. prepping everybody's trying to figure out to be cost effective prevent food waste so that's an app that everybody mm-hmm. could use yeah i'm gonna use it because yeah. i need this <laughs> i need some help in that area too because i think mm-hmm. the food waste thing is a huge issue which you probably know yes just through extension yes. as well yes huge and there's information on our website about food waste and i mean I don't want to give, but like 
90 billion pounds. I don't know. It's like a massive amount of food that is wasted. It's wasted. Yeah. You and know. that's just because people don't know how to prepare it or don't know what right. to do with it. Mm-hmm. Or they eat a small amount of it and they don't like it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So and yeah, or they, you know, I think information too about uh, food safety dates, you know, like mm. best buy versus, you know, lots of that information. Is it, do I got to throw it out because it's after this date or, you know, that just means that, you know, the grocery manufacturer would say it's, you know, this is where they're going to guarantee the best quality. But after that, it's not that it's bad, but you know, maybe it's not the best quality, but you can still, yeah. So all that, all that information and. Which that's just recently new to all that yes. education. So a lot of people probably don't even know about that yet. I had, I had a lady call me oh, a couple of weeks ago and she, she must've been cleaning out of a pantry. Cause she's like, um, I have this prune juice and it's from 2009. Is it oh, so good? My God. And I was like, oh no, that's not even in the range of being okay. Yeah. So I'm sure that kind of stuff pops up all the time. Mm -hmm. And so to know those answers or to know where to go to find those answers, that's really important. Yeah. And actually through extension, another um, resource that we have is called Answer Line. And so, um, you know, they're people that have, you know, all sorts of resources, but they have backgrounds in, you know, home economics and, um, you know, various degrees or whatever. But yeah, they do a lot of, you can call them or... You know, ask they have questions. Yeah, ask them questions and stuff. So. If you're looking in your pantry, yes. you want to know if this is okay to eat yes. <laughs> yeah. or drink. <laughs> yeah, so doing that education, yeah, quick education for people. But yeah, so that's, yeah, I said the Spend Smart, Eat Smart is really fun and the calendar and and those types of things. Your job sounds so fun. Like yeah. I really, I did not get a good education. And I've told other um, individuals I've interviewed about extension. I didn't get a very good education on extension, extension yeah. and all the possibilities that mm-hmm. you can do as a dietitian in extension. And it's amazing to me Yeah, of different things that yeah. are available. It is, I mean, I like, I, uh, yeah, there's just a variety of things. And again, as something new pops up, you know, trying to meet that, you know, that demand or that need and um, providing education on it. So I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's very cool. And I think that's, you know, there are people like you and I that like that group outpatient kind of just education piece mm-hmm. instead of being in a hospital where people don't, they have to listen to you yes. or they're required to listen to you. So I do feel like that area is a great way to really get to people and educate them and empower them. Mm-hmm. Yep. with their nutrition and health. So yeah. that's very cool. And I know that you still continue to be active with physical fitness and doing mm-hmm. education and wellness that way as well. How often do you do that? Um, yeah, so I um, I still work at the, I still work at the fitness center. I do um, uh, group fitness classes now. So I teach in the morning and um, I don't do any nutrition education at the, the fitness center anymore. Um, but yeah, just um, doing group fitness and Helping people have fun, being active. Once you're an athlete, I think you're always an athlete, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is your family active too? Do you have a very active yeah. family? Yeah. yeah. My yeah, my husband is. Um, so now it's funny because he used to work overnights and then he'd you know sleep during the day and then he'd get up and work out. But now that he works days, we like fight in the morning who gets to we have, <laughs> to, we have to, to take go. turns. Like I teach <laughs> you two mornings days. a week, so he knows that he can't go on Mondays and Wednesdays. But yeah, so we have to yeah, so yeah, try to stay active, keep active with our kids and. Do you cook with your kids too? And yeah, yeah, I do. Um, my my daughter probably in, enjoys more. It's funny though because like her obsession is cakes. Like she has her own play kitchen and she's always <laughs> baking cakes. It's just so funny. Like, and I have no idea how she. Com- I mean, I think just maybe some of the kitchen things that she had, but sure. she's like always baking cake. It's so funny. But yeah, she definitely likes to come in and, um, you know, my son. Um, 
he likes to to cook too. He doesn't cook quite as much with me, but he's in 4-H, and so oh, is he? Um, yeah. So usually the project, just because that's what mom's passion is, <laughs> is baking. So he's well, he's in Clover Kids, I should say, until he's in fourth grade. But yeah, so he um, this year we made energy bars. So oh, it's a recipe for nice. my one of my grandma's and stuff. So that he oh, really, really liked, and so. Yeah, so we made energy bars. So yeah. Is that one that you had when like you were a kid? Yes, it's one that my grandma um got um out of a um magazine or whatever. And I when I was in high school and made it for me because, you know, like my cousins and I were in sports and stuff. Sure, so she made yeah. energy bars and so like I just remember making them and through college I made them and took them like when I was on track and cut cross country. And so then I've started making them and my husband or well, my husband, but my kids, especially my son, just adore them. them. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's what's well, really a gourmet Rice Krispie bar, but <laughs> it's got like Rice Krispies and oatmeal and peanut butter and, you know, the marshmallows, but then like raisins and peanuts and things like that. So your grandma was like trendy back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> she would be <laughs> so cool right now with all the energy bars, bars and bites yes. and all that stuff that's out right now. But yeah, that's so awesome that's cool. That you have so your own recipe. Yeah. So, so he... That's what Parker made. So, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. When you think about nutrition, you think about our dietetics field. What excites you about kind of where nutrition's going and our field is going? Um, yeah, I mean that's very. Uh, I mean, I I think like right now it's it's very interesting just the dynamic um, between you know the diet and non diet culture that we're in and things like that's that. Huge. So it's so huge. But I I mean I think. It, I mean, definitely, I think we have to think about our health and what we're putting into our bodies. And obviously, that's why I'm a dietitian to help prevent those diseases. But how can we just in, enjoy the food that, you know, we're eating and, um, you know, is it good for you, but can also taste good and all those types of things. So, I, I mean, I, I think I, I'm excited, I think, for that um, transition, that transition or yeah. that conversation. Because I've had my own experience in high school and especially... Being an athlete, um, you know, like definitely like maybe getting a little more obsessed with my food than I needed to be. And so um, I read Intuitive Eating when I came for my graduate degree and it was like like an eye opener. I'm like, oh my gosh, this was like amazing. And yeah, how, you know, you can eat healthy, but you don't have to obsess over every little calorie and, you know, enjoy movement. So I'm excited. Like, yeah, just following those people on Instagram and um, still finding my balance, like, yeah, you know, like, especially with kids. I mean, like, yeah, raising your kids and, um, helping them to enjoy food, but, um, you know, realizing we got to watch what we put in it. So what's that fine balance? But yeah, I think it kind of that transition of, um, not being so diet obsessed and enjoying movement for movement. And that's, that's such a good match. And I think it's good that you are honest about how you still even teeter with yourself, you know? And I think it's good for dietitians to know that that other dietitians feel the same way and none of us are on that Especially with my kids. Like I just, yeah, like, you know, I, um, yeah, definitely an area that I'm like, it's okay. You know, like (laughs) we all like our sweets, but it's like, you know, like, you know, yeah, not controlling and be, because I think the hard thing, I think one thing I struggle with as a mom and a dietitian is just our environment. Like food is everywhere, you know, and it's like, um, not being restrictive, but it's like, ah, but it's, you know, like, why do we need food right now? Like, is that really not, you know, like I just, yeah, I just chuckle. Like at my church, we have fellowship and I'm like, uh, and there's always food. Yeah. And it's, it's like, always we just sweets and we don't have like, 
where's the fruit at? Yeah. And, yeah. and I agree. So. Like, it's funny how food is, it is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you can always have it. No matter what, you can always yeah. have food in your hand in a pretty easy, fast way. And it's hard to take your mind off of it sometimes because it's always in your face. So, but yeah, there's always something sweet. That's probably why I love sweets so much mm-hmm. because after church, you'd get a donut or you'd <laughs> yeah. get hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yes, we have hot chocolate and my daughter wants it. And so, yeah, so for me, finding that balance of being like, yeah, you know, like what is that balance of like letting them be an intuitive eater and it's going to be okay and we shouldn't restrict, but yet... But then I think about, yeah, all the added sugar and oh, it's mm-hmm. like, where is that fine balance? So, and that's kind that dietitian out of you. Yes. Like, that's kind of like losing it, going, oh gosh, I know how much sugar is in that hot chocolate. <laughs> you should not be drinking that. But you're right, like, not kind of, kind of going bonkers and being yes. like, it's okay. It's okay if this doesn't happen every day. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, son it's so funny he's like my mom's a diet nutritionist it's funny how he calls me <laughs> and then like I don't, he'll be like i'm hungry and i'm like well do you want an apple or do you want i don't want fruit mom <laughs> so we have to we have to meet in the middle yeah find like find that balance or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's again a mom is a just as hard as a job as a diet oh my nutritionist. gosh diet nutritionist <laughs> my mom's a diet nutritionist <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I appreciate you sharing all the. I feel like I could work in extension. That might be my next life. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. it just sounds so exciting and. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, it's it's fun to go out and to educate and, like I said, see what that need is and provide that education and. And it's everywhere. It's in every part of the country. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what you know. A lot of people don't realize it is happening mm-hmm. as we speak in every state. So. For people that are thinking about that kind of path, go seek out, shadow someone in an extension and mm-hmm. really go get an experience. Yeah, I mean, I usually have a couple interns um, or more each year, um, you know. Do that, you? Yeah. yeah. And we're trying to do more. Like, they, in Iowa, anyway, they talk about, like, extension. And I would say that would be anywhere um, for sure. Like, the best-kept secret, you know. We, we tend to work a lot with other organizations, so people may not realize that extension is the one doing the program. Um, That's probably true, though. Yeah. Because yeah. it's put on by another business yeah, or, or company. Yeah, we come or, in and, and things like that. So, yeah, um, tooting our own horn, you know, like that we're doing this and things like that. But um, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you like being a preceptor? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, so I, I guess what I was um, going to say, yeah, is trying to work more with the younger population. Because, again, with the Internet so much, people can Google so much. So then, you know, like extension is still there as that reliable resource and you know how do we yeah how do Mm -hmm. we you know reach that younger population where they're used to you know we have a county extension office in every county you know and but you know that's not where the younger generation is going so sure um, how do we yeah get them connected in with extension and knowing what extension is and working in extension and um yeah being out there to um yeah, like my colleague, I think you've talked with Rachel Wall, you know, like, and I know other um, dietitians that are with an extension, you know, trying to be a preceptor and letting people know about mm-hmm. extension and what it has to offer. So I think other dietitians should use extension dietitians as resources too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, that's something that I would have never thought about tapping into, um, you know, talking with patients as a clinical dietitian back in the day, I could have referred them on to maybe some programming, programming. that was yeah. out in the public mm-hmm. and group setting. So that's, I think that's a really good idea to keep that in mind that you guys are doing some great programming mm-hmm. and we don't have to reinvent the wheel if it's right. not there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think that's, yeah. Working together where, you know, some people might not 
have, you know, you only have so many days that they're working with them. Or again, with our Buy a Love Healthy program, we know we try to partner a lot with WIC because they're serving the same population, but, you know, they're only seeing that WIC dietitian, you know, maybe a couple times a year for a short amount of time. But, you know, can we then, you know, transition them to our program where it's more intensive and, you know, more education, education, you know, but still presenting that same message. So I like that. I'm, I might be ca- I might be calling you and Rachel <laughs> for people that need it because there is definitely a need for education. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Well, I have some fun questions for you. Okay. What's your favorite food? What is my favorite food? I know you like your energy bars yeah. that Grandma made. They sound delicious. I should get that recipe for you. Um. <laughs> what is my current trend? My current kick um do you kind of get on kicks yeah yeah it's yeah um I would have to say pizza like I like to make different types of pizza and, and make homemade pizza um so I have a homemade whole wheat crust pizza that I make but yeah just different types of toppings and trying yeah so I I like I feel like pizza have you made anything funky lately just different no, my family would not go they for would. funky. <laughs> You'd have to do it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What's your um, favorite drink? Um, what is my favorite drink? I like chocolate milk. I don't drink it very much, but I like it. Um, lemonade. I have a sweet tooth. Yes. So lemonade. I mean, Me I drink lots of water, but yeah, for fun. I like to, you know, do the flavored lemonades too. You know, you can't, you don't just have Plain lemonade. Now you have oh, all sorts of flavors you of like lemonade. like the jalapeno lemonade. Oh, and I there's like not. a basil lemonade. Hmm. I yeah. think Minute Maid makes them. They're interesting. Yeah. That's some different flavors. <laughs> that is some different. Jal- yeah. there, jalapeno must be the current trend because there's like spicy. jalapeno everything. It must be. I think spicy is yeah. kind of a trendy trend. thing. But yeah, yeah I, I can't. something jalapeno and something else and it's like a pink lemonade. Hmm. It's interesting. I tried yeah. it. Um, what's your favorite smell? Um, I don't know. I like something baking. Like I like to bake. Um, so I like to like bake muffins. Like that's my way of like baking, but yeah, providing something. So, um, or some sort of bread or something like that. So like, yeah. And I love fall. Like this is like, I love fall. This is my time of year. (laughs) Yes. Like baking with, you know, fall things. So I don't know if it's one particular smell, but just like, yeah, in the kitchen, there is like something. a distinct smell of like anything baking. Yeah. Something it's like a baking. warm, cozy. Yes. Kind that of warm, cozy. Yeah. Are you like a pumpkin crazy person? Not as crazy as my husband, is but he? yes, he is so excited for the like the is pumpkin he? pie blizzards at Dairy Queen. Like pumpkin pie is pumpkin his favorite. Pie blizzards? Yes. Oh my gosh. Hey, he's a pumpkin, pumpkin person. So um, but yeah, I, well, I like apple, like baking with apples. Yes. Like I think, you know, like apple crisp. Oh, yes. All of that's coming so in. So good. I bet you yes. make delicious apple crisp. Yes. That is. Yeah. I would choose apple like cinnamony yes. over pumpkin. Yes, I day. would. Yep, that's what I like is <laughs> apple crisp. So if there is a, if there's like one food that you think everyone should try to eat or try once in their life as a dietitian, what do you think? What would you say as a food? I get this question sometimes, like, what's one healthy food I should be eating? What would you say? Hmm, that's a tough question. It is a tough question. I know I stumped you now. <laughs> you can hear the clock ticking. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what is one, I don't know, maybe green vegetables keep coming to my mind, like leafy greens or something like that. Um, I don't know. I think they just have a lot of, yeah, a lot of nutrition with them in different ways. So I guess I'm thinking like my children are not the, um, they don't love vegetables. Um, we like our fruits. We don't love vegetables. But it's funny because um, in our Spend Smart, Eat Smart website, we have, you know, like the green smoothies are such oh, a big sure. thing. So we have yeah. a berries and green smoothie. And it has, you know, frozen fruit and yogurt and milk and banana. But then there's um, spinach or kale that you can put in mm -hmm. it. And so that is how. And my kids know it. They're well aware that there's um spinach in it but they love the smoothie except yesterday apparently I didn't measure very well and my son's like mom this has way too much spinach and I will have to admit <laughs> little little a little strong little on the spinach <laughs> so we didn't eat very much of that one but yeah so I just think like yeah I think there's um maybe like leafy greens there's you know they're so good for you but there's so many ways that you can you like incorporate it yeah put it in a smoothie or like even my husband you know like if I make pizza, you know, sometimes I'll just put some spinach leaves, mm, you know, with yeah. um, tomato and chicken and things like that. So yeah, lots of way fun to ways to too. incorporate it. So I, I have to tell your kids, I have to put spinach in my smoothies because I won't eat my leafy greens as well. So <laughs> even adults. Need I remember my coworker who does the, um, Justine Hoover, who does the um, calendar, um, just talks about her um young daughter Eliza and I'm pretty sure she's like mom are we putting salad in our smoothie again you know it's just funny how they how they interpret, interpret it. it yeah yeah but they eat it that's all that matters if they yeah. eat it <laughs> what brings you joy in life um I would say my kids even though sometimes as a mom you get really stressed out but yeah just like the, the way they interpret things or the way they see things and things like that you know um your Keep me, you a yeah, diet a diet nutritionist, mom. I, <laughs> diet nutritionist. Um, you know, you, yeah. Remember you to have, you know, remind me to have joy and just laugh and, you know, not be so serious all the time. So, yes, <laughs> that's good. We need those people in our lives, yes. even if they're little little people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, you know, just yeah, my family and yeah, but just my kids. Yeah, reminding me to let loose, mom. It's okay. <laughs> Well, thank you for letting loose today and chat with me about yeah. your job and your career and your passions. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. It was great getting to know Jody, and it even solidified how interesting Extension is to me. I wish I would have had more of my internship experience in Extension, and I also would have loved to have Jody as my preceptor because I think I would have learned a ton from her and would have got a little bit more contagiously passionate about it as well. I am looking forward to staying connected with Jody with the Iowa Academy. And then I'm also very interested in following her journey as she continues to be an awesome registered dietitian. Nick Sticks is also born and raised in Iowa. And it's another goodie I love that I'm sharing with my podcast guests. Nick sticks are the best tasting snack sticks you can find. No MSG, no nitrates, no antibiotics, hormones, or sugar, no red dye, and no gluten. All the goodness, none of the garbage. To learn more, go to nicks-sticks.com. AnnaElizabethArty.com is where you can read my latest addition to my weekly wisdom blog that I share my current crazy adventures with food, 
workout music, a really delicious and real deal recipe sometimes, or what I love right now. You can purchase my book and can find all my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to the things we talked about during all my conversations with these amazing people. I would love to connect with you on the social media scene. So reach out and find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.